What is up, people? Back here with an episode of It's My Turn podcast. Um, back after, you know, a little two-week break, you know. First week, um, I'm pretty sure, like, week eight, I had to take a break because we, we went to the Cincinnati versus Falcons game. So, took a little break there and took a little break last week. But we're back. We're back and we're still got the momentum going. So, we're going to talk about the best games of the week like we normally start off with. Um... The first game I'm going to talk about is the Miami Dolphins at the Chicago Bears. That was basically a shootout, man. Um, so, at the beginning, um, it looked like the Bears were were um, on their way to getting blown out. It really did. Um, at one point in the game, it was 21-10. to 10. Um, Tua just was just – or Tua just got off to a hot start. Tua and his offense just got off to a really hot start. And um, eventually, after that 21-10 to 10 on deficit – um, Justin Fields just basically just caught heat, man. He really did. Um, he finished with 123 yards, three touchdowns, and one rushing TD. Um, and he basically um, led their way to a comeback. They ended up losing the um, game either way, though, 35 to t- 32 off of, like, a um, controversial P.I. call. I feel like it should have been P.I. towards the end, but, I mean – it is what it is, man. I'm just glad Chicago. I'm just glad Justin Fields is finally catching his groove. He's finally um, playing consistently, or having consistent games where he's actually um, playing, or um, yeah, playing good. So um, it was a tough matchup for the Bears to begin with because Miami Dolphins, man, that's a they have a, a just electrifying offense with Tyreek Hill, Tua, and on um, Jalen Waddle. But it ended up being a great game. It really was. Um, so the next game I got is the Los Angeles Chargers at at Atlanta playing the Atlanta Falcons. Um, that game it was it was pretty pretty brutal to watch to be honest. It was a lot of turnovers, a lot of just missed opportunities overall by both offenses. Um, both defenses play play well though. I'm giving that both defenses did play well that whole that whole entire game, but um. Cordell Patterson, he came back after um, pretty much like three to four weeks of being injured. He came back with vengeance. He only had 44 yards, but he had two TDs. He had um, one TD where he um, caught a pass and ran it in like a 10 to 20-yard um, – no, no. He had one TD where he ran it in like five yards. The second TD where he um, caught a pass for like 15, 20 yards, but it ended up getting turned back or um, reversed back. And then the third TD, the, the, which is the second one that really counts, um, he basically ran over a Chargers defender into the end zone. I don't know who it was, but at first I thought it was Khalil Mack because I'm looking at it and I'm just like, is that Khalil Mack? Did he run over Khalil Mack? But it wasn't Khalil Mack. There's no way it would have been Khalil Mack. If that was Khalil Mack, that would have been on SportsCenter Top 10. If it would have been on SportsCenter Top 10, I would have been pissed because he, ooh, man, he ran over that man with vengeance. Um, pretty much, like I said, just a lot of turnovers, man. Um, Khalil Mack got got a turnover, um, and I don't know, man, but even even the final play of the game, bro, like not the final play of the game, but the game that basically um, sealed the deal for, or not sealed the deal, was basically like a reversal for the Chargers to um, come back and get that final drive to um, win, get the game, win a field goal. It was a play with like a minute left. Um, the Falcons are up. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, 
either they were up or they were tied. I'm pretty sure they were tied 17 to 17. Yeah, they were tied 17 to 17 in the um, fourth quarter. And the running back fumbled the football. Rashad Evans got the got the fumble that he needed to um get basically get the um the Falcons off offense the ball to so they could um score and go down the field. And he get he got the fumble. He free he fumbled the um he got the running back to fumble the football, right? And the defensive lineman picked up the football, ran like twenty yards and then just dropped the football. It made no sense. I mean, literally, no one was around him for at least like five, ten yards, and he just dropped the football. And the Chargers end up getting the football. Like I said, after that, it just, I don't know, Jay Herbo just this sparked. He was like, okay, you gave me another chance. I'm taking this, and I'm I'm taking the best I can get from this. And he drove on down the field and kicked the game-winning field goal. But, yeah, um, Falcons would have been five and four, but I don't know, man. Whoever that whoever that defensive lineman is, man, he need to get some like ball control or something like that, cause there was no way that we should have lost that game. But um, yeah, the Chargers end up winning that game, twenty to seventeen, and we go on to the next game. Um, Minnesota at Washington, the Washington Commanders. Um, that was another sluggish game. Um, the Vikings overall just struggled. Um, Kirk Cousins overall just struggled. At, um the first three quarters of the game. And the Commanders was just holding it. They were just trying to keep it a close game. They were actually leading pretty much the whole entire game, even in the fourth quarter. But um, Kirk Cousins helped, um, had a late rally that basically um, won it for the Vikings. I'm um, pretty sure they won it 17-10. Am I correct? Let me see real quick. Yeah, they won it 20 to 17. But the thing about this game, right, um, the play that basically got them to the – or the play that um, basically got them to win was actually one of the most insane plays ever. Like, um, the – actually, I'm trying to think. That wasn't the play that got them to win. One of the most insane plays ever, I, like I've seen. It wasn't a play that got them to win, but it was just a play for the Commanders, right? The um, Viking DB was in the perfect position to get an interception, and like he was backing up, right? And as he backed up, he backed up right into a ref. The receiver ended up catching the ball that should have got picked off because the DB had perfect position. He caught it and and rolled into the end zone, and it ended up and end up getting a touchdown. But even with all that, they still end up losing losing the game because, like I said, Kirk Cousins um, rallied and basically gave them the victory. And then the final game I have is the Tennessee Titans um, at Kansas City. Um, basically, that first half, it was just the Derrick Henry show. Derrick Henry, I'm pretty sure, at one point had 90 yards for two, two TDs. Yeah, 90 yards and two TDs. And he was basically just running all over the Chiefs defense, just basically having his way. And it was just a exciting thing to see. It was just he basically the Chiefs had no answer for Derrick Henry, as most defenses pretty much don't. Um, eventually, um, Patrick Mahomes or Patrick Mahomes um, in the second half, he 
was struggling for the most part. Like, he was finding receivers, but either receivers um, couldn't catch the ball or he was just looking down the field and his receivers couldn't get open. And, like, um, there was a drive that basically start, sparked momentum because the Chiefs was literally getting sacked. We're getting three and outs pretty much like that whole second half. And Patrick Mahomes just decided to take the old game in his hands and was just – running down the field basically himself. He got like a 30-yard um, conversion, 20, 30-yard conversion. Then he got um, like a 20-yard strike down the field. And basically, he basically just ran it for the most part himself down down the field and scored. And he basically, yeah, he just took matters into his own hands because that whole, that they were just really cold at one point. And yeah, Patrick Mahomes just needed to find a spark, needed to find something to get them hot and as he did that he took up a lot of time down the f a lot of time I'm pretty sure the time a conversion they pretty much had it all for the second half and as they, he did that Malik Willis the Tennessee Titans um, rookie quarterback was just sitting on the bench and as he did that he was just getting colder and colder because when Malik Willis finally got on the field and needed to get Tennessee um, to get three points or, yeah, get a field goal to win the game, he couldn't do anything because, like I said, he was basically on the bench for at least, like, 15 minutes just watching um, Patrick Mahomes do his work. So, yeah, um, Kansas City ended up winning that game 20-17 um, to 17 and, and a thriller, and those are my best games of the week. So the next um, segment I'm going to talk about is the um, great performances of Week 10. Or my fault. Performances I feel like will, yeah, great performances for Week Eleven. It's basically like a preview of who I feel like will dominate in Week Eleven. Okay, so like I said, um, um, it's either Beast or Bus. So Beast that I have is um Kirk Cousins versus Jacksonville. Um, I remember at the beginning of the season I had Kirk Cousins um winning MVP. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But, yeah, Kirk Cousins, still, he still um, does enough when he needs to to um, win games. And basically, um, the narrative is still true. If Kirk Cousins plays at 1 p.m. or plays in a, um, yeah, play in the afternoon game, he's really good. But in primetime games, he's, he's not the best. And I'm pretty sure this game – it's not going to be in prime time. No, it's not going to be in prime time. So, yeah, Kirk Cousins is looking to play. Or I, I feel like Kirk Cousins will play really good because, like I said, he, he played, he performs well in the afternoon, and he's did good last week. He did enough to um, win against the Commanders last week. I feel like he could um, – do enough to win this week. And then I got um, A.J. Brown versus um, Washington. A.J. Brown has been a really key, um, what's it called, key asset to the um, Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles acquired him during the offseason, and it's just really been um, a great um, target for Jalen Hurts. That offense has been playing great. A lot of people, or a lot of um, people, talk about their running game, but 
AJ Brown has been playing uh, just amazing. He's just been a great, great asset for um, Jalen Hurts, and I feel like they'll be nine and zero after, or yeah, even nine and zero, ten and zero, still be undefeated after this week. And the key part would be AJ Brown. So, yeah. And then the last beast I have is um, Michael Pittman Jr. versus um, they're going against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Michael Pittman is an underrated, underrated receiver. Um, at the beginning of the season with him, um, with his quarterback being Matt Ryan, he didn't get too many targets because, I mean, Matt Ryan was getting sat pretty much at least like four or five times a game, so he really couldn't get that many targets. But now that they have um, a new quarterback in, and he could he could be more into the own um, scheme and stuff, so definitely look for um, Michael Pittman to play better or to have more receive receiving yards than he previous did previously um, did in the previous weeks. So yeah, look for Michael Pittman to play good against the Raiders. And then the two busts I have is um, Aaron Rodgers um, versus Dallas. Aaron Rodgers has been struggling these past couple of weeks. A lot of people um, said that he might um, get better throughout these or get better throughout the um, middle of the season and towards the end of the season, but I don't, it's not looking good at all. Like, pr games before, you could say it, it was his receivers. You could say um, – you could definitely say that. But you could – question is off of some line, but that last game against the Lions, that pretty much was all on him. He was just off target on a lot of throws, and it just didn't look good. And he's going against Dallas, one of the best defenses in the league. That's not going to be a good matchup, so that's a bust. And then I got um, Dalvin Cook versus Buffalo. Um, Dalvin Cook, he's been playing great this season. He's been playing great this season, but um, he's going against the Buffalo Bills. Um, Buffalo, I'm pretty sure they lost last week. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills lost last week to the Jets, and they lost their. Um, I'm pretty sure they lost their first um, spot in the AFC. So they're definitely looking to bounce back and have a great game. So that's going to be a tough one for Dalvin Cook as he go against the Buffalo Bills. And then. The next segment I want to talk about is the um, next week's predictions. Um, I'm going to just go over, yeah, got 16 or like 14, 15 games, so I'm going to just go over all of them. Um, so you got Thursday night football. You got the Atlanta Falcons at Carolina. I'm picking the Falcons because Carolina, I mean, the Carolina beat Buccaneers, had a close game against us um, last time they placed us, but, I mean, like I said, there's no expectations for them. They traded their whole entire team, basically. And by their whole entire team, I mean Chris McCaffrey. So, yeah, picking the Falcons over Carolina. Then you got Arizona Cardinals at Los Angeles Rams. Um, picking the Rams because the Cardinals have been having their struggles. They finally found a surge with um, D-Hop coming back, which is a great thing to see. But, mm, nah, I don't – They they still literally have – struggles because D-Hop is literally the only game thing going for them. So, And Los Angeles at home, that home field advantage would definitely help them. So picking picking the Rams to win. Then you got the New Orleans Saints at Pittsburgh. Got the New Orleans Saints winning. Even though both teams have been struggling, um, I just still feel like um, the Saints with Alvin Kamara could um, 
prevail over the Steelers because the Steelers have been having quarterback trouble, have been having offensive line stu- um, struggles, and I'm pretty sure um, – um, I don't know if he's still back or not, but um, is it Mika? Yeah, Mika has been injured pretty much, one of the best safeties in the league. So, yeah, um, picking the Saints over the Steelers as they've been struggling the entire year. Then you got the Indianapolis Colts at the Raiders picking the Colts. These are two teams that are, st- are struggling as well, but I'm picking the Colts because the Colts have great target. They have good weapons, and all the quarterback has to do is just play a solid job with his weapons, and he should be able to get the victory over the Raiders. Then you got the Jacksonville Jaguars at Kansas City. Got Kansas City, of course, because the, the Chiefs are, what, 6-2, six, six and 6-3. and three. They've been having another phenomenal season, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have been having another down season, so I'm picking the Chiefs over Jack- Jacksonville. And then you got um, Houston Texans at New York. Got the Giants. The Giants have been playing really well all season, and I feel like they'll still be playing good against Houston. Um, then you got Minnesota Vikings at Buffalo. That's going to be a great game. Those are two um, top-ranked um, teams in their conferences and their divisions. Um, but I feel like I got the Vikings over that. Um, I know I said um, Cooks might have a, a struggle game or might have a game where he will struggle. But still, um, I feel like they have – if Kirk Cousins just played well with the weapons he got and – Justin Jefferson have a solid game that they could um, win over the Buffalo Bills. So I'm picking the Vikings over the Buffalo Bills. And you got the Seahawks at Tampa Bay, picking the Seahawks. The Seahawks have been hot. Um, Geno has been hot. And um, they also found a stud in Kenneth Walker, their rookie um, running back. So picking them over Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay just won last week, but they still have been having a lot of struggles. Um, just overall, offensively, they barely uh, – the, the um, matchup they had last week in which they barely be, beat the Rams literally showed nothing to me. So, um, picking the Seahawks to win that. Then you got the Denver Broncos versus the Tennessee Titans. The Broncos still having their struggles. And um, Tennessee, basically, they just had to ride the coattail with Derrick Henry. So, I'm picking Tennessee to win that. Then you got – um, what is it? The Detroit Lions versus Chicago? Is that right? Yeah, Detroit Lions versus um, the Bears. Picking the Bears because um, Justin Fields finally caught his groove. I feel like he'll still – I feel like he might have, like, one or two bad games maybe for the rest of the season, but for the most part, I feel like he's going to be consistent. Finally, he caught his groove. Finally, he's finding um, his weapons learning how to get out of the pocket, so I'm picking the Bears to beat the Lions. And then you got the Dallas Cowboys at Green Bay for your Sunday night matchup. Um, picking the Cowboys to beat Green Bay, even though they're at Lambeau. Um, Packers just have been struggling. Um, Aaron Rodgers, for the most part, been having receivers that um been struggling on catching balls. Or it's now it's been the opposite. Aaron Rodgers has been off target. So, and them going against the Dallas Cowboys, one of the best defenses in the league, that's not going to be a good matchup. So, picking the Cowboys and then the final or the Monday night football game 
is the Washington Commanders versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Picking the Eagles to win that game. Picking the Eagles to stay undefeated against the Commanders. Um, Commanders had a great – or Commanders actually gave a scare to the Vikings last week. But, I mean, it's not going – I don't feel like it's not going to do anything against the Phil- Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia already beat them once. They already know their schemes. They already know how to beat them once. They could definitely um, revert and do it again. So, I'm picking the Eagles to win that game. And then the final segment I have is the key takeaways from this past week. Um, like I already talked about is that ref running into the DB who could have intercepted that pass. Like, you you had to see it. Like, it was absolutely crazy because, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I don't know who number 29 named, but it, he literally was backing up in the, in the position to catch the ball, and the ref just ran into him. And not only did it, not only did um he ran into him, the two DBs that were the, literally there were three Bs guarding him. The DB that ran to the ref and two DBs trailing behind him that could have swapped the ball down or done something. They got mossed on. Then they didn't touch the receiver. The receiver just rolled into the end zone. Three people on him, and somehow he scored. Insane. Then I already talked about um, the Falcons lineman fumbling the football. I'll have to say that again. I figured out his name, though, Taquan Graham. Taquan Graham, um, I don't know, bro, just just do better, bro. Do do better, bro. That's that's sad, bro. I ain't going to hold you. But, um, and then the another thing that we just figured out today is um, Jeff Saturday is going to be um, – the Indianapolis Colts new head, new intern head coach. Um, he can't be a. I'm pretty sure he can't be a coach, like official head coach, because of um a rule. I forgot what it's called, a ruley rule. I forgot. I forgot the actual term of the um w- rule. But yeah, he's gonna be the intern coach. He actually never coached um in college or in the pros before. But I mean. At this point, the Colts need anything that will spark them because they just – they're just – at this point, the Colts are just just going through stuff. They're just going through or just, just trying to find ways to win at this point any at any means possible. And, I mean, it, it might could be – it might go great. It might be bad. But, I mean, I mean, they only have, what, like, what, seven games left? So, I mean – it don't look like they're going to make the playoffs. So, I mean, why not to give it a try, to be honest? Jeff Saturday is a great man. Um, he was a, from office alignment for the Indianapolis Colts. So, he'll definitely um, bring great – have great chemistry with the team and bring great energy. So, that's a good thing that I saw. The last thing I um, want to say, this ain't NFL-related, but Georgia beating Tennessee, best thing I saw this weekend for sure because Georgia was ranked number three against Tennessee. They, Georgia had not lost a single game before then, and somehow they were ranked under Tennessee and Ohio State. But they're not ranked under them now. So shout-out to Georgia, shout-out to UGA, and um, thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it, and peace.